you know, sometimes you really just have to hand it to the media because they do us a really fantastic service. Unintentionally, of course, but a great service nonetheless. Uh, in New Zealand, currently, we're going through local elections, which is uh, regional regional stuff, our, people that run our towns and cities. And there's been a lot of people that were part of the so-called freedom movement against all these mandates that happened over the last couple of years and people that were involved with things like Voices for Freedom and they're running for local councils in various parts of the country. The media doesn't like that, clearly. And we'll go into one of their um, pieces that they did or smear campaigns that they did on the weekend. But first, welcome to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast commentary comedy and conversation please remember to subscribe it's the best thing you can do subscribe wherever you listen to this it will be up uh, on the the apple platform wherever they put this out to soon hopefully uh anyway subscribe like share comment all of those good things it's a big help thank you very much now i want to jump into this uh this this article coming out of our favorite media outlet stuff.co.nz or the dominion post but i just wanted to add before i jumped into this is if you've been listening to this show for a while you'll you'll know that this isn't a news show predominantly i mean if you want your daily news then you, you need to go elsewhere this is not what i'm here to do but sometimes we have to go into what's happening in the media and what they're doing and we can be fact checkers too we can debunk some of this stuff or point out where it's wrong and highlight the language that they're using and how they're manipulating or spinning things we can go into all of that all of that and i think that's important i think it's important to keep an eye on what's happening because whether we like it or not the majority of the population still will get their news from mainstream media or corporate media and that's mostly because they still see it as the authority they will still even if a news story comes up that they know is not exactly true or not being portrayed honestly they will then read or watch the next story and act as if that story is 100 they're not being lied to that they're not being manipulated by it it's quite crazy to see um, so whether we like it or not, we still have to keep an eye on what's going on and every now and then jump into some of the news, whether that's for just a laugh or, as I said, to to be to debunk or to highlight some of the, the tactics being used. Now, but I mean, predominantly, I want to go into things like deeper dives, like, you know, last month when I talked about smart dust and other things along those lines or persuasion various different topics and over time getting more people onto the podcast to actually have conversations with and interviews with as well so it's very much a mix of things that well i like and find interesting and think that are important combined with sometimes breaking down the news or going into what's actually happening in the world and specifically new zealand and also having a laugh I mean, I summed it up in the, in the show motto, didn't I? I sum it up every time I record. So you should know it by now. I just felt like I needed to clarify a little bit. Anyway, let's go into this absolute hilarity 
from stuff. Let me bring it up. Now, I posted this on Instagram over the weekend because that's when it came out, over the weekend. And it's called The Truth Battle, How Misinformation Ruins Lives and How Education Can Save Our Future. And it's by uh, somebody called Nadine Roberts. Now, what's crazy to me and actually incredibly insulting is the first image so that's the headline and then the first big photo underneath the headline is somebody at one of the freedom rallies in New Zealand holding up a crucifix with Jesus on it so it's just a woman's hand holding up a crucifix and underneath the caption says anti-mandate protesters have often turned to conspiracy theories to form and deepen their views I just think that is right off the bat straight right there attack on God attack on Christians and calling it or implying because it's the caption under the photo it's implying in my opinion again we have to be clear sometimes when we're looking into these or discussing some of this media stuff that God or Jesus is a conspiracy that's an interesting way to start your article stuff and anyway under that it says obsessed and angry sandy sits night after night on telegram reading everything but judging nothing so they're immediately going to add telegram in there to, to just let you know if you have somebody on telegram if you know somebody using telegram then that's a red flag you need to be aware of these apps that they're using because that is a red flag i actually had somebody mention this to me months and months ago it's like, oh, you're not on that Telegram app, are you? I found it hilarious. And of course, I believe Telegram is actually the one uh, that was started by... I can't, I can't remember the guy who founded it or started that company or this apps. I can't remember his name. But I believe he is the one that is also part of the World Economic Forum. I, I think it's him. And so, you know, that's <laughs> what is Telegram. It's just, is that a platform where we're allowed to say what we want but we're being followed and tracked because we're allowed to say what we want on there generally uh it's kind of it feels like a bit of a trap anyway okay anyway it says uh goes on long after midnight so this is sandy when her husband and her children have gone to bed she remains rooted to her phone she's not focused at work and her relationship is breaking down sandy's friendship group is growing ever smaller and those who remain block her messages her parents are estranged from her and her world is imploding. See, they uh, this is a great, great start. They're going to set up the story, engage you, draw you in, and then tell you how you can avoid this and, and how you can help these people and why they are just completely and utterly insane. But Sandy is the only one who can't see it. Her husband James, neither is their real name, feels abandoned. He can't reconcile how the beautiful, friendly and empathetic woman he loves has become an angry husk he doesn't recognise. This is so dramatic. I love it. Within the space of a year, James has gone from having a loving relationship to one that has almost been completely destroyed by his wife's slide into conspiracy theories. Did she become a Christian? James. It's a biblical name, by the way. But did she become a Christian? Because they've just added conspiracy theories then. I just thought the image up the top was something about conspiracy theories with the crucifix is that no it's just, it's just me leaping to conclusions anyway now 
the relationship with her children is on the line, but still, she continues. Sadly, her descent is not unique in the current climate. Families have been carved up, friendships severed, and workplaces divided. Had nothing to do with lockdowns, had nothing to do with mandates, had nothing to do with forcing people out of work. None of that. No. It's all about the crazy conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists. For Sandy, (laughs) it began with the Voldemort virus, mandates, which quickly led to joining Voices for Freedom or VFF. Oh no, Sandy, you can't join people who are about individual rights and freedom. That's, That's a terrible thing to do, Sandy. She attended meetings. Oh no, Sandy where she met others who shared her altered view. Oh, it's an altered view, Sandy. Didn't go along with the collective, mate. What are you doing? Uh, Those meetings led to her being exposed to extremists. Oh, shit. And what began as a concern over Voldemort virus mandates morphed into a feeling of martyrdom, according to James. Under VFF, Voices for Freedom, James believes Sandy was manipulated to thinking that uh, the Voldemort virus wasn't real but was instead created by Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum to pull down the economy. So I'm just going to point out here that how they spin that to make it sound ludicrous, to make it sound absolutely ridiculous, is incredible. Because I know there's a lot of people out there that don't think that the Voldemort virus is a thing. But there's certainly... See, I don't think that. I think there's certainly something coming, coming going around and was going around. And by, in my opinion, by looking into things and listening to very smart people, I'm just going to dumb this down, uh, came out of a lab somewhere in the world. And then miraculously, just medicines just appeared so incredibly fast that we've never used mRNA on people before. But don't worry about it. These gene-based therapies, all right, don't worry about it. And then created by bill gates it says i mean again i haven't heard people saying it's been created by bill gates but bill gates has certainly been all over the media telling us about jabs and whatnot and his other opinions about various things of uh what what, what would you call it his concern for the environment and, and possibly his concern for overpopulation who knows i don't know it's you just see how they twist everything into they, they i don't think when it comes to these types of things do i believe that the media the big media mainstream corporate media do i believe that they uh accurately reflect what people's concerns are no i think what they do is they take it to the absurd what's the absurdum whatever that, that term is they take an argument or they take an opinion and they make it sound absolutely absurd and then attack it from that angle rather than taking the actual concerns and taking the actual information and going into it from there and debunking it from there if they can. And the reason they do that is because, well, they haven't debunked it. They haven't debunked why certain things happen, what the, what the World Economic Forum is doing. When the World Economic Forum and Klaus, for example, said, we have infiltrated cabinets all over the world, particularly... Canada, and then if you look at their their website, which they continuously will seem to take down a lot of people from their site, but you can see it. There's people in Canada and the Netherlands and New Zealand, um, Australia, all on there and seated in governments around the world. But the media doesn't take that seriously because 
well, the big media, who are they funded by? Now, and, and, and again, everything. Did they take our concerns seriously when it came to the medicines? No. None of it was given a proper airing, a proper debate. It was just, no, to listen to us, don't listen to, we are your one source of truth. Again, it's just all spun to sound ludicrous, and then they attack it. Instead of being honest and actually understanding the problem correctly, or their thoughts correctly, they don't want to do that. And then they say the World Economic Forum to pull down the economy. I mean, the Great Reset was written by Klaus, but that's just, again, a conspiracy theory. All of these things, big media doesn't actually report on it, one, honestly, and two, then go into either debating or trying to debunk. No, that's too hard for them. Or that's not what they are there to do. Anyway. And then uh, abetted by governments and the media. So that's what Sandy believes. Manipulated to thinking. Or James believes. See, again, the language believes. That's all these words that they will use. Just throw in there just as a a way of... uh, what would you call it? Well, you know what I mean. It's it's just a way to go back and say, well, we didn't actually say James said that. And again, this is not their real names. So James believes Sandy was manipulated to thinking COVID wasn't real. The Baltimore virus, sorry. Wasn't real, but was instead created by Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum to pull down the economy, abetted by governments and the media. That theory has no basis in reality. I mean, the way you wrote it, absurdly, still has <laughs> some basis in reality, even how, though you're trying to be ridiculous. Uh, those views were always unchallenged in the Voices for Freedom groups, he says, and were nourished by confirmation bias in her tight circle. Well, was Sandy kicked out of her job? We'll probably find out. We don't know. Let's go on further. Worse was the abject belief that she was right and people like her husband were wrong. No amount of uh, coaxing, gentle persuading, or better still, facts could shift her concreted views. Come on. Really? Facts? You want facts, media? Are you going to go into any facts here? Sandy became angry at her husband. She believed she had a simple reason for the pain and frustrations at life that she felt, and a solution. No matter how impractical or far-fetched, Sandy and the people she surrounded herself with bought into a narrative that bridged her fear. Um, What truly shocks James is Sandy's cursory attitude to threats of violence that she views and hears daily from people she has met in person and online. The constant call to exercise physical and sexual violence against women, including the Prime Minister, is accepted and allowed. That's... That's a bold statement to make. Again, I've said over and over again, anyone pushing any kind of violence, and they've thrown in the sexual violence here? Come on, this is disgusting. Anyone in anyone advocating for violence, uh, politically or whatever, that's outside of self-defense, is not someone you should be taking seriously, not someone you should be listening to. It's ridiculous and disgusting. That, that's, that's a crazy thing to say anyway. That's not what I've seen. Uh, the constant call to exercise physical physical and sexual violence i mean the constant call goodness sake um against women including the prime minister is accepted and allowed uh, as she 
immerses herself deeper, this once peaceful mother is being becoming hardened to the idea that violence is necessary to force the changes she wants. It's dangerous, James says. Again, no. This is, firstly, no. And violence is going to get you absolutely nowhere apart from more tyranny. That And I just, that blows my mind, that whole paragraph. Wow. And anybody that would, in a frustrated way, say something along those lines, implying violence, just whatever they're doing, that's something that I would either personally ignore or say, yeah, no, that's that's not the way you want to go about things. That's a terrible, terrible idea. I'm just making this very, very clear. And again, that is not what I've seen from these groups predominantly. But every single group, every single group in every area of life is going to have people saying bullshit and saying things that you uh that that are, are radical that it just uh, it's just what happens and unfortunately with groups like this if it happens and the media picks up on it that is what they'll run with and that is what they'll highlight and it's impossible to escape that um reality about what they're going to do then they throw in a photo of uh the, the protesters clashing with police they use the word clashing where are we he repeatedly so james repeatedly tried to reason with his wife get her back to rational thinking just just take the jab sandy just take the jab when sandy did try to pull back in order to save their relationship the vitriol she received from the voices for freedom members grew hateful really because i don't see any any evidence of that here you would, we would have thought that there would have been a conversation posted maybe a screenshot or something possibly is there no is, is just, this just sounds like fantasy it sounds like fantasy now uh, the sympathy she had previously received was nowhere to be found and the pressure that led to her returning to the movement left james feeling like it was a cult angry at groups like voices for freedom who he says deliberately who he says are deliberately filling a vacuum for people struggling with pain, confusion, isolation, and anger, James is at a loss as how to bring his wife back. Pain, confusion, isolation, and anger. We were intentionally isolated in this country, and Ardern came out and said that is exactly what we're doing, creating a, a two-class system effect, basically what she said. I'm paraphrasing, but it's, it, the interviewer said, it sounds like you're creating basically two two new zealand's here and she said that that is exactly what we're doing after nine months previously saying that no we, we won't be doing that we don't see that a need for that uh so isolation created by who government and media hmm probably uh confusion about why we're being kicked out why why the country has turned into the excuse my language shitscape that it did and has of course we're going to be confused we're sitting there thinking we're not allowed to go to work. We're not allowed to go to restaurants. We're not allowed to go to wherever uh, bars and groups. People weren't allowed to go to gyms and, and karate and all that. We're just kicked out of society effectively. And the vast majority of the population has just decided that that never happened. Don't worry about it. Ah, don't worry about it. It's all fine now, isn't it? It's all fine until the next time. Anyway, so yeah, confusion, sure. Pain, well, being kicked out of society and being judged by every man under the sun for not receiving experimental gene therapy. Hmm. Or, and, and families and relationships and friendships all breaking up. No, yeah, no, there's no pain involved there. Don't worry about it. And anger? Ah, nah, nah, nah. Don't know. It's, we weren't angry. It's no, there's no, no anger involved. 
everyone was just fine. We were just sitting there thinking, oh, you know, oh, I guess this is just the punishment I have to receive for not going along with the mandates. Mad article stuff. This is this is ridiculous. It gets better. Um, I will just finish what James says. James says, instead of teaching them critical thinking, they offer simplistic answers. He's talking about the Voices for Freedom people. Regardless of whether you think they are delusional or ill-informed, as, as a society, that pain has to be addressed. James warns. Yes, it, it does have to be addressed. And the first part, stuff, is not taking arguments to the absurd and actually listening to people. And listening to real, you know, actual people fo- being following. Maybe get some of the doctors on that have been talking about how dangerous this all is from the very beginning. But you won't do that. And you won't take them seriously. Anyway, this is where it gets. It just goes to the next level. So the crucifix in the, at the very beginning with the photo. Now... The extreme Christian connection. As a child, Hannah Blake's world was one of extreme religious ideology, part of a Manawatu Presbyterian family swept up in the charismatic church revival of the 1980s. She was Christian homeschooled and was a hobo of five radical churches. A typical day began with prayer. Oh dear. Followed by Bible readings at breakfast and education lessons infused with extremism. (laughs) Uh, then came lunchtime. <laughs> then, can't, gotta read this more dramatically, I'm sorry. A typical day began with prayer, followed by Bible readings at breakfast, and education lessons infused with extremism. Then came lunchtime prayers, and nights dedicated, dedicated to more Bible readings. Friday evening to Saturday evening was entirely devoted to scripture study, or Sundays with a church. Blake was indoctrinated with misogynistic, homophobic, and transphobic attitudes. She also learned how to justify colonialism and attitudes which supported a Western supremacist world view. Bing, 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 bing. Those are the sounds of the bings of all the buzzwords being hit. Indoctrinated, we got misogynistic, tick, homophobic, tick, transphobic, tick, colonialism, tick, and supremacist, tick. All in one sentence. Two sentences, sorry. That's a very small paragraph. Beautiful. That is just absolutely beautiful. I I love it. (laughs) I love it for all the wrong reasons. It's fine. Uh, Where are we? I'm not going to read, this is a a very, very long article, but here we go, there's the attack on Christians, and what's very funny is, uh, and I don't mean ha-ha, but you saw the same thing about uh, probably six months ago, maybe a little bit earlier, in the US, and the the media over there started going after Christians, and how they were the the ones that were being kind of anti-mandate type things, similar to this, and now it's just leaked over into New Zealand, into the New Zealand media. It's just interesting. Don't worry, there's definitely no uh, people all connected around the world and various big media outlets telling each other, uh, you know, getting ideas, various stories and, and themes that are being pushed in the big media companies all around the world. No, no, there's definitely no themes being pushed. These uh, companies certainly aren't being funded by the same people or owned by the same or similar people. No. Anyway, 
So this woman, Hannah Blake, she was taught that as a woman, my role was to serve men. I was taught that when I had my own children, I had to hit them in order to save them from their own selfish nature. I was taught that I must stay silent in the church. I was taught that I had no rights to my own body, she says. What does that mean? Can we go into the details of all of that instead of just rambling off the sentence? Um, Where are we? I mean, what does that mean? No rights to my own body. That, that doesn't sound good. I mean, the, the mandates in themselves, we were basically told that, no, you've got to do this for the good of the collective. It doesn't matter what your opinion is. Put this into your body. But I don't want to put this into my body. Well, well, then you're punished. It, it's not exactly having rights over my own body, even though it's in our Bill of Rights in New Zealand. doesn't matter. You've got a clause in our Bill of Rights. Basically, if there's an emergency situation or something deemed to be an emergency then those things can just be thrown out the window, apparently. Um, and I was taught that as my uh, that as a woman, my role was to uh, serve men. Well, you see, this is where you've got to get into all the biblical teachings, not just have a, a one or two sentence paragraph. Again, they're, they're um, going into the absurd without going into the details. Uh, she was also taught the secular world was evil and chaotic, and that Pakeha saved Māori, from their heathen ways. Again, you're not going to go into the details, are you? You're going to go through all this to paint a picture. The, she was taught that the secular world was evil and chaotic. I mean, is she, is she wrong for being taught that? I don't know. It's a lot of evil stuff going on, and it's pretty chaotic if you if you look around. No? no? And then the, the Pakeha saved Māori, uh, Pakeha being the European contingent i don't know if that's the correct word i'm just going to use it uh, save moldy from their heathen ways again not going to go into any of the details of that that i mean i'm learning more and more new zealand history now and the fact is is that we're not allowed to discuss certain things in this country because we have to be very pro moldy and i've i grew up with i mean i'm part moldy i grew up with at school we learn a little bit of the language and people just enjoyed it now it's being shoved down our throats like it's just everywhere they've changed names of government departments and even the hospital local hospital here has got moldy and bold on top and english down the bottom and i'm not sure how safe that is to do when people are confused and looking around and you see the bold uh, you know i'm just i'm just saying when you're throwing it and shoving it down people's throats people get um, people start to resent what you're doing and especially the elder generation but who cares about them right especially the elder generation they have no idea what's going on half the time, especially when Māori is being thrown in everywhere and all the government departments have had their names changed, basically. The English is still there, but it's predominantly being used in Māori to uh, to communicate. Which is funny because they just tried to bring in, a, I'm not sure if it went through, it might have, a plain language bill where the bills being passed by Parliament have to be readable, basically, by the general public or understood, and yet it's not going to supersede the, the Māori bill that came in and i think there was a sign language bill in the early 2000s it's not going to supersede any of that so we can still <laughs> we can still mix it all up and confuse the shit out of people but you yeah, know here we go but yeah there's certain things we're not allowed to talk about with with the with new zealand's he- uh, history which is still quite young and it's only a couple of hundred years old this country and uh you know it's not like maori weren't living in a, in a utopia here you know, there was a lot of warring and fighting going on, and there was cannibalism going on too, and from my understanding, slavery as well. 
Now, when the Europe, it's not to say the Europeans were the the angels either. They committed a lot of atrocities also. But again, just like everywhere around the world, it seems that the the indigenous people, a lot of them joined the Europeans when they came here or wrote to the Queen asking for protection or asking for them to, to rule over them. Not all of them, some of them. And there were particular dominant um, tribes in this country too. But yeah, it's, it wasn't a utopia. This is what's crazy. We're not allowed, not allowed to discuss it and they never discuss this in the media because we're not allowed to discuss that kind of thing. I'll go into some New Zealand history uh, over time as well because it's it's interesting and it's something I want to get to understand better. Not this revisionist warped crap that we're getting in the media all the time and unfortunately there is a new history program that is being pushed into all the public schools that the government has decided to create. So I'm just... I don't know. I think it's going to be very important to understand our history um, in the coming years, particularly with all these kids being indoctrinated into a particular world view. Um, anyway, she was. It just goes on. It, she so this Hannah. What's her name? Hannah Blake just goes on to basically disparage Christianity. Uh, by the age of 10 she knew she was bisexual at the moment Blake realized she no longer believed what she had been taught was shattering physically she collapsed because the safety she felt in having all the answers was gone and she was alone and then we have a big picture of my body my choice just the irony on this journalist is missing completely my body my choice firstly a baby in the womb is not your body Secondly, my body, my choice, which is the whole idea of of the jab mandate that people are against. And people say, well, you had your choice. You just, you can't work. So it's your choice. You want to earn some money or, you know, not. Better, better take the juice. Uh, so then they go into the Roe v. Wade legislation. And they're just going uh, to declare how this woman's life fell apart. Or kind of implying that that was Christianity's fault because it's a conspiracy theory. This is just my reading of this, by the way. Again, making that perfectly clear. Now, (laughs) uh, looking back, Blake, now 30, doesn't think there was one key moment that changed her views. But she knows having parental consent, consent to go to secondary school, unlike many in the same Christian community, played a pivotal role. So she went to a... secondary school I'm assuming it was a public school and fell out of her faith from that school which I find find a lot especially my generation which is similar age to her is um, and I went to uh, a Catholic school and the, the teachings of religion there were pathetic and a lot of kids lost their way and and left the church and uh I kind of think that there's being a bit of a revival there now, which is great to see, but um, that particular age group was certainly not helped in any way. And it sounds like she was given consent to go to high school and then didn't become Christian because of what she learned at that particular high school. That's what it sounds like. Now, there Blake met teachers who privately and gently uh, coaxed her I'm pretty sure that's how you say that coaxed her to share her views but never ridiculed or shut down her opinions unlike 
you know, all these freedom people will just make their thoughts sound absolutely ridiculous and absurd and then kind of kind of ridicule them but but imply that we're the empathetic ones we have to be kind and just nudge them into a more logical state of mind so they never ridiculed her or shut down her opinions instead they asked questions and encouraged her to research different viewpoints or no we're not supposed to be doing our own research it's one source source of truth with Ardern in, in the public school sector that's all so i'm just wondering if the to research her different viewpoints what research material she was allowed to access uh, anyway at the same time she had studied the handmaid's tale <laughs> a novel you can't make this up this is this is just a big comedy work a, a novel by margaret atwood and felt physically sickened by what she was reading some commentators believe atwood was imagining a world where fundamental christians ruled and it was a world that resonated strongly with blake I hated the concept, but I couldn't disagree with it. I was thinking I would be one of the bad guys in that book. It was hard, but it was what I needed to hear at that time. So you ch- you changed your views on The Handsmaid Tale? Tra- you turned, I mean, how strong was your faith, uh, uh, Christian faith, really, in that regard? Uh, if The Handsmaid Tale is, is turning you away from Christ... Now, then there's a big picture of our Associate Education Minister, Jan Tinity. Tinity? I'm not sure. And she's passionate about teaching our young people how to think critically. Man, maybe she can teach stuff and some of these journalists how to think critically too. That would be be great. It's just a joke stuff. Calm down. Just making a joke. Uh, Blake's experience has led her to speak out publicly about extremists espousing disinformation and conspiracy theories she sees many similarities and overlaps between voices for freedom supporters and extreme christianity what is extreme christianity can you please explain have you tried to explain it in all the paragraphs before i don't i don't think you have i don't you're gonna need to have one of these little uh hyperlinks and go into have a big stuff you know, uh, what do you call them, one of their big research areas and, and put a lot of funds into researching Christianity and, and do it that way stuff so we can hit, click on the hyperlink so we can understand more about what you mean by extreme Christianity. And can you get proper theologians on too, like real theologians and talk with them and discuss and debate and actually have those videos, the whole thing, not edited? Wouldn't that be an honest way of doing it now? No, that's that's too logical to do that. Anyway, so she sees similarities between Voices for Freedom and Extreme Christianity, including the fact that many ideas espoused by American political conspiracy, including, sorry, the fact that many ideas espoused by American political conspiracy theory group QAnon had already been published years before they came back to public consciousness within the circles she previously mixed in. So we'll throw QAnon in. We're not done there, though. We'll also throw Counterspin Media co-host... Hannah Spira, I'm not sure how to say her name either, talk about, okay, sorry, I'll I'll repeat that. Listening to Counterspin co-host Hannah Spira, however you say her last name, talk about, quote, toxic femininity and denounce Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern for having a baby while working, Blake feels she has stepped back into her old world. Quote, it's the same stuff, they've just removed the overt Christian aspect from it firstly is toxic femininity a thing because you know for years all we heard about was toxic masculinity and 
so there definitely has to be toxic femininity femininity too doesn't there I don't know. I, I never hear about it in the mainstream. Uh, anyway, and Blake goes further. She believes the rise of charismatic churches in the 80s has led us to where we are now and says the recent reversal of the famous Roe v. Wade American legal judgment has given the fringe majority in the US the belief that they are now the majority. Again, Roe v. Wade was just giving back the state's rights to decide whether abortion is illegal or not. And whether they will allow any form of it or not. Do you think California is going to stop it? California will probably liberalise it even further. Possibly go as far as what New Zealand has done. If you go read what New Zealand's done regarding abortion, it's absolutely disgusting. Uh, Where are we? Research Research Blake has conducted suggests that 80% of 250 Christian homeschooling students on social media that she tracked from her era... Uh, that doesn't make sense, does it? Research Blake has conducted suggests that of oh sorry that of the eighty percent of two hundred and fifty Christian homeschooling students on social media that she tracked from her era, seventy percent of them hold anti-government and anti-vaccination views today. Many attended protests during the pandemic. The overlap is massive, she says. So you're saying that they believe in God and Christ over government, which good 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 for them so they actually have faith in god because the government's not our authority if you do not believe in god if you're an atheist if you're maybe agnostic or whatever if you don't believe our rights come from god you where do our rights come from natural rights where are natural rights what are natural rights can someone explain that to me and if you don't believe in any of that if like god and god-given rights then who's on top the government what governments and, and tyrants all around the world have always wanted to get rid of religion and God and Jesus for that very reason. If there's no higher authority, then they are the authority. And for many of them to say 70% of these 250-odd people or whatever that she tracked from Christian homeschooling students. So the Christian homeschooling students have faith and have a higher authority and are against government tyranny. And they're against forced forced medicines on people. How is that radical? How is this being painted as extreme? It, it is incredible. That this is why this sort of stuff is important to kind of break down and go, I know it's funny, I know it's a laugh, but the, a lot of people hold these views. And it's very hard to talk to people about it uh, that have been indoctrinated into this way of thinking. Uh, you, you have to, well, we'll use a bit of stuff's tactics. You have to do it gently. You, uh, you, you don't want to ridicule. You just want to ask questions. You know, ask them to do their own research and, and that kind of thing. You see, we can flip this around stuff. We can do it the other way too. Uh, anyway, I'll leave it there. This is a huge article. It, it, next headline after, under this, not headline, but next paragraph in the article is, can you teach critical thinking? <laughs> Goes into, into what they're doing in places like Finland and... Uh, whatnot and how they uh, i guess they're talking about russia and the annexation of crimea how finland saw the rise of disinformation uh, here we go um and then they've got to throw on their ad their trailer for the the fire and fury documentary that stuff did against just lumping all the people that believe in freedom and sovereignty and and that kind of thing all into the same category or kind of lumping them all into the same category 
with that documentary. I'm sure it's full of all the the low lights and the clowns rather than just the normal people, or at least taken out of context anyway. People taken out of context, sorry. And um, yeah, well, I'll, that's basically it. it. Goes down. I'll leave the link to this article if you want to if you want to read it. But that's the gist, and there's just, it's absurd. It's absurd. But there we are. Now, what's great about the media currently? I've mentioned at the start. I'm not sure what I've said now already. But I'm going to I'm going to repeat myself possibly is that we've got local elections going on right now and the media continue to bring up people that are either associated somehow with Voices for Freedom or have or hold similar views and then kind of imply that they may be, oh, you don't want to vote for these kind of radicals, freedom-loving people, oh, they believe in God, oh, no, you know, those sorts of people are being, these articles being done on them all the time and it's trying to put people off voting for them. But see, you're doing us a fantastic service, big media, because I wouldn't have heard about half of these people if you hadn't started running these pieces on them and implying that they're crazies. And then I read them and go, oh, cool. And if you just look up, you know, something like disinformation, misinformation, and a particular New Zealand media outlet, whether that's Stuff or the New Zealand Herald or Radio New Zealand or whatever it is, News Hub, things like that, look up that misinformation disinformation maybe look up local election or type in where you are from the closest city to you something will probably pop up and a candidate there will probably pop up and you can read a bit more about them and get to know them see if they align with your values because in in the past local elections have been well they're not they're not a high turnout and they don't get a lot of publicity normally for some reason this time they're getting a huge amount of publicity i think certain people are kind of concerned about particular people getting into local councils and i also actually posted a video on um instagram as well if you're not following me it's arriving somewhere um, on instagram then uh there was a video that i posted from i think it was the christchurch council and they asked everybody in that room to stand up if they had received the medicine and people in that audience were outraged they just thought that is unbelievable and the entire council from what i could see on the video stood up just madness that kind of crap I mean, how out of touch do you have to be to do that as well and are you implying i know i've used the word implying a lot this episode but it is what it is uh are you saying that by receiving that you have done the good and just thing you have been a good member of the collective and you what are are better than those that didn't are more uh, kind and caring it's a it's a very bold thing for a council to do and i mean what are you focusing on if if you thought that how did you how anybody thought that was a good idea to do it's just uh, quite incredible Anyway, going to leave it there for today. I've waffled on long enough. I hope that was at least somewhat entertaining for you. And uh, I want to go into, in the spirit of going into deeper dives and, and other topics, there's this fellow, if I find my notes, called... Uh, I think it's Sunstein is his last name. 
and he was involved in from what i can uh, from from what i can gather like things like writing about conspiracy theories and he's involved with the obama administration and even the world health organization in 2020 so i want to go into that either tomorrow or the next day just going to do a bit of uh digging a bit of reading and yeah we can talk about where some of these ideas of how to quote-unquote debunk conspiracy theories or how to warp them to make them sound crazy and, and to get people thinking no that's not real uh, where that kind of stuff comes from and it's it's all based in um, persuasion techniques and things like that but anyway i'll leave it there for today this has been the arriving somewhere with matt j podcast commentary comedy and conversation and i'll talk to you again soon